10. Justin, you ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Hello, and welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends and better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. I'm Isai. And I'm Matt. I'm Terry Gross. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm Zach. <laughs> we don't have Terry Gross on this episode of Genuine Wrestle Boys. Um, we're going to talk about wrestling. Um, let's start with a little... Wow. I always say that. We're talking about wrestling. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's Tuesday, so the only thing we've watched is Raw, so let's talk about Raw. This is also our second podcast in three days. <laughs> yeah. It's Just timing. so everybody knows. Timing, breath. Hey, we got stuff to do. We have real lives, and you guys don't support enough yeah. by going to audibletrial.com slash wrestleboyscast. <laughs> If you guys supported that, we'd be able to take time out of our lives in other areas to be able to do this for you. But you don't. But if you do, <laughs> audibletrial.com slash wrestleboyscast. Free 30-day trial of Audible. Yeah, read books and stuff. Listen to them. Listen to books. Listen, you don't even have to read it. Honestly, it's awesome. You can use your eyes for looking at cool stuff. Like yeah. dogs. You like can... the road. Yeah, the road. Dogs. Road, road dogs. dogs. Road dogs. <laughs> Pictures of the road dog. <laughs> Just everything you need in life. Look at this nice picture of road dog. <laughs> He had a pineapple on his head. I'm glad my eyes aren't deep in a book right now. But I can also listen to this great story of Daniel Bryan's rise, Unlikely Rise. Mm -hmm. It's on there, guys. Listen to it. AudibleTrial.com slash WrestleBoysCast. Does Road Dog have a book? No. Oh. Man. How to be a corporate shill on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let's get into Raw. What happened? Oh. 15-man over-the-top Battle Royal, first match of the night. Yeah. Damn. I'm a big fan of Battle Royals, so mm-hmm. that was a good time And it was me. really fun. Yeah. Um, everybody, for some reason, went after Kurt Hawkins to start off. Yeah, they literally everybody. Yeah, except for the big show, who shaved his face, and he shouldn't do that. Yeah, Aww. I heard on another podcast, I heard them say he looks like King Kong Bundy. And <laughs> he looks like King Kong stuck Bundy! In my head forever. And then in also, way better shape. And like a thumb. And yes. if you've ever seen on The Simpsons where Homer shaves his little beard thing and before it pops back oh. in, it's like two seconds where he looks like that. Okay. So there it yeah. is. Big wide chest, small bald head. <laughs> his head is too small for his body. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's like a giant. Yeah. Yeah. He, his head is probably still very, very large. But. <laughs> I want to know his shoe size. I'm gonna guess like 21. Like one of those like what they can letter after it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that happened. Um, Email us a uh, uh, big show's shoe size. Yeah. But then it's also um, 18. But, 18. Oh, damn. He's got a big old foot. How, yeah. How's that compared to Shaquille O'Neal? How's that compared to your guys' feet? I'm an 11. Genuine feet boys. I'm I'm like an 11 and a half. I'm only a 17 wide. <laughs> not quite an 18. <laughs> Fuck. I was going to say I'm, I'm a t- between a 12 and 13 depending on the shoe. Shaq is a 22. Jesus. Damn, that's what I was thinking. I guess Shaq size, right? Yeah, Shaq size. Mm-hmm. If I opened a restaurant, I'd have like small, medium, large, and Shaq size. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, the club teasing a little 
little get together with Gallows Anderson and There's a little and bullet Finn. club, little almost was reunion. Was that part of the Battle Royale? Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. They almost was... all too sweeted, but then Elias fucking God damn the God drifter. Damn. Did fucking. you play guitar again? Yes, but that was later on. Cool. Oh, did he? They cut that out of the Hulu edit. Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> but it, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, sorry. Um, Bray Wyatt uh, spooked his way onto the end of the match and threw Bray, uh, Finn Balor over. Okay. So that thing's still a thing for yeah. God only knows why. The only thing that could possibly make it okay is if he, like, that's how they get the Bullet Club back together is a reunited like Wyatt family yeah Ooh. and then he's like he needs to find some, some some buddies and here comes Gallows and Anderson yeah we got you hoot I mean give Eric Rowan and Luke Harper something to do yeah cause they, they are literally do. not doing anything no, I love them when you're introduced as a character part of a cult and then you separate that cult and then you have to figure out a character real quick well, he was a dirty boy, and what was Eric? He, uh, was, he, had, he had a magic. A wine, he had a, a ma- wine taster. No, he, he had a, a magic. Vintner. He had a magic mask. He also had the magic mask and gave him powers. He was, uh, was apparently just super intelligent. No, oh. a vintner. He played piano. He had a bag full of dolls. He had a bag of dolls. <laughs> so it was like that South Park no. episode. Were they the same Were dolls that hung in Bray's house? Yeah. Yes. He cleaned up the house and just put all the dolls in a bag. Uh, huh. And have my extra dolls. No, he. Uh, I think he was actually like a part of like storage wars, and he just would buy a great yeah. things. And he bought the like, house and like I'm these things. Yeah. But um, Luke Harper was actually getting kind of a little run on SmackDown for a while. Yeah, right before WrestleMania. Yeah, he was doing awesome. People were really getting behind him. Yeah, because he's good, right? He's real good. He was just big, dirty Dean Ambrose. Like, he just switched his tank top to black and wore some tighter jeans, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. was also, like, doing really interesting, cool work, and then Especially for how big he was. Yeah. He's, like, like, doing Tope Con con Hilo's, Tope Con Hilo! Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was won by Jeff Hardy, which I was so fucking happy about. I'm pretty excited about that. It came out of nowhere because like both Hardys in it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Um, Matt Hardy was eliminated by uh, the club. Yeah, they pulled him off, and they beat the shit out of him. I, I wonder if it's gonna end up making him either broken or woken. I hope keep, so. Only time will tell. Waiting. Also, to, I think it's a good idea. I mean, Jeff has always been super popular. Mm. Might as well have him do something. Already, like, what, four, four-time Intercontinental Champion? Yeah. So, Speaking of which, I saw yesterday, too, officially The Miz became the fifth longest, like, cumulative reign of IC Champions of all time. Cool. Yesterday, which is, like, cool the Miz. pretty remarkable for him. Like, pretty A-list move. Yeah. yeah, he is the A-lister. Yeah, he's uh, held it for like over 450 days in his career. That probably. guy is a big corporate guy, so like... Mm-hmm. But now next week he will he came to uh, play, put that though. title on the line against Jeff Hardy. That's yeah, and he'll probably win. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. I think, they're, I think, they're, just, I think they're just trying to like build a little bit of steam. Because um, I think everybody thought Jason Jordan was going to win. And then he got eliminated, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Like they don't just give it away. They don't give like what you think is gonna happen yeah, all the time. Give it away, give it but away, they also didn't like now. bury him. He looked very yep. strong. He was suplexing everybody. I heard your shitty red hot chili peppers joke. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I thought that honestly it did well for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Decent said. Uh, it also made sense because there was a whole lot of not wrestling on Raw, so it was good to have a big long good 15, 15 man <laughs> match in the ver- at the very first. Be- and get a lot of people who may not get all the time in there. Like, there's a Fucking Gold Cruz, Dust was in there. Gold Dust moving better than a lot of the people, and he's mm-hmm. real old. 
Uh, is that the yoga. same gold dust? Yeah. yeah. It's Dustin Reynolds. Not Dustin Reynolds. That's, that's only Sonny. I Dustin, wish it was Dustin Reynolds. Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, he's looking good. Um, Kalista was there, who you barely see. Yeah, that's right, Kalisto. Wow. He's still a thing and not in the cruiserweight division. He took a big show chop. Yes, he did. That's about it. Still makes <laughs> yeah. no sense to me why he's not. He should be like in the, the top of that division. I know. Yeah. He put Strowman in a dumpster. <laughs> he won against the monster among men, mm-hmm. Braun mm-hmm. Strowman. He won the battle, but not the war. There was like that random match like last year where they like had him fight for the cruiserweight title to see if it would switch brands, and the cruiserweights were going to switch brands if he won, and then he lost. And then it's like oh, the yeah. time they've ever like never anywhere near that. Yeah, it's been a rough ride since he lost to the U.S. title and was going to do a lucha thing. <laughs> God, that was a rough promo. Yeah. He did. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. What the hell happened next? Raw was yesterday, and, like, my mind's elsewhere. I, I watched, like, seven hours of wrestling yesterday. I did not watch it straight through. I just, like, watched highlights of it because yeah. I was busy watching May Young. Um, they had an Emma and Mickey James segment that was around Twitter. Mm. They changed Emma's song. I heard that, which oh. is just Sucked. Dumb. Yeah, her song's fine. Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, they had a match, like, it was essentially around a hashtag. Nice. They also left that off the Hulu edits. I wonder why. <laughs> Emma actually won, though, so... Cool. Beat Mickey James. And now Mickey James has to tweet anything that Emma wants her to. That was the step. Oh, she is. Wrestling. Cool. <laughs> like her social security number? <laughs> <laughs> credit card number. Credit card numbers? A millennial got a mom, like, to do Twitter differently. Like, that's basically <laughs> this feud, like... Teaching your mom how to do Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> mom, you're doing it wrong. I like it. There was a weird two consecutive matches, which was Cesaro versus... Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. And then immediately, Dean Ambrose. Oh, I'm getting so confused. Versus Sheamus. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were both actually pretty good matches. Okay. Um, they split them right down the middle, one-to-one, because fuck anybody getting momentum. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, like, having them... The two tag teams. Yeah, Cesaro won the first one. Okay. Dean Ambrose won the second one. Yeah. And the same kind of thing. There was fuckery involved. Mm. Just interference and all that kind of stuff. Except really, Sheamus didn't interfere as much as, like, just distracted Seth. Seth just interfered and hit him with, a, like, a fucking mm-hmm. flying knee. Yeah. <laughs> His like, grazing blow. So it was a tag team match, but not really. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Everyone in both tag teams were in was involved yeah it's kind of how they're just doing tag team feuds on raw yeah tag team feuds end up being like singles match singles match singles match singles match oh we're at the pay-per-view oh let's team up now which is like especially like glaring considering like all four of these guys are like singles wrestlers together into tag teams like but it was a great idea and then we had brock lesnar coming out jacked as all hell just bouncing around as Paul Heyman pretty much sold the match against Braun Strowman. Does yeah. a great job of it. Oh yeah, made he is made so Strowman good. look great. He is made so Lesnar good. Like the line, he's like, "I don't believe in monsters, but I believe Braun Strowman is one." Great line. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. Yeah, and then I, I so, then Brock spoke. Unfortunately, I think oh. what he meant to say was Suplex City, bitch. And then the whole crowd went yay. Yeah. So if. Well, that brings a weird point. If Brock ends up leaving, 
Braun doesn't need a mouthpiece, though. I was gonna say, would Paul go to? Would Paul maybe work with Braun? Would he? Brock's not leaving now. Yeah. yeah. The the money fight's gone. That we just kind of spoke about on yeah. last podcast. There's a reason for him to now. If anything, I I just thought he was gonna do his bargaining a bargaining tactic, but mm. yeah. Yeah, by the time that's done, he'll be like in his, well that's into his forties. That's true. If you guys could see somebody else on the main roster uh, with Paul Heyman, who would it be? Ooh, who would I want to be a Paul Heyman guy? That's uh, a tough one. Yeah, Samoa like, Joe. Be, yeah, Samoa Joe, I think. But he can cut his own promos. So could CM Punk. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the issue. Like they've tried it before. Like had other people be like Paul Heyman guys, and like if they can cut a promo, it's kind of like. Redundant. I liked I liked it when he had with CM Punk because he was a different kind of person. Yeah. yeah. And like you could like he was more about his facial expressions. And the couple times he would talk, it was even better. And so like Punk was unbelievable on the mic and then just having that little snake Paul Heyman like behind him. Yeah. Ooh. Oscar. Asuka would be good, but because she doesn't. I like Asuka's promos. Okay. I love okay. Asuka's promos. She's cocky as fuck. Okay. And, and like, even though it's almost like the same thing with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. He needs to say one sentence. Yep. And he's already yep. more believable, more charismatic, and just way yeah. better than ninety percent of the roster. Yeah, yeah. She's unbelievable. Like, considering like apparently she didn't really speak English before she got to NXT, and it's not just that she's like delivering lines well like they are believable they're like yeah they and there's a character to them like yes. she's not just delivering lines like she's like delivering them in character I and think advancing her character one person from nxt that would do really well with paul Heyman would be roderick strong yes the guy isn't the strongest promo but damn is he good in the ring mm-hmm. and also um he can come across like a huge dick mm-hmm. yeah like on purpose yeah. To, to have like a quote unquote advocate like Paul Heyman, that's you kind of have to be a heel, right? Yes, you wouldn't yeah. see I like baby face and because like, like his run as PWG champ, he was like I'm better than everybody here, blah blah blah, and like if he kind of translates that into like a main roster run and has Paul Heyman mm-hmm. like as his mouthpiece, him looking like super cocky and just being like I'm better than everybody here, and this guy's gonna talk for me. I'm, you guys aren't even worth me talking. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, it worked really well, and Roddy works his ass off so. This is something I wouldn't want to see, and I think it's an, an idea so bad that they not even the WWE would do it. Oh boy! Um, Heyman teaching Enzo, like Enzo following in his footsteps, kind of. No, they no. would try it. Yeah, they would. I would. I would. If it was like a protege thing, like <laughs> I'm going to teach you to be the new me. But I feel like Paul Heyman would see him once and be like, "I'm not working with this yeah, fucker." That's true. I don't even know why you thought of that. I'm about to fight you right now. (laughs) Because Paul Heyman is great. Enzo is a shitty Paul Heyman. The way he can talk and everything like that. And Enzo's best role is as a talker. And that's all Paul Heyman If there was a convincing way to get Paul Heyman behind it, I would love nothing more than to see that happen, Derek. (laughs) One of the reasons why Paul is such a good talker is because he also understands wrestling Mm -hmm. and storytelling. And... Um, Dusty Rhodes, Paul Heyman said this in his DVD. Um, Dusty Rhodes one time had him go out there and he cut this super passionate promo. He's like, yeah, great promo, but you didn't sell me anything. He's like, what? It's like, you have to sell the match. You got to sell whatever you're doing next. You got to sell. They got to make him come back. Mm-hmm. Enzo just talks. Yeah, exactly. Paul, exactly. Paul, Paul Heyman sells you that match. Like mm-hmm. Anytime that Paul Heyman's there and he's selling a match for like that pay-per-view. I'm like, fuck, I want to see this match now. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in this match before, but now I do. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of that. Also, let's just jump ahead. Also, Paul Heyman is a DVD. Yes. Has he ever? He doesn't wrestle, right? No, well, no, but he's he ran, such, he's he ran ECW. Great. I know, no, he's like he is the best at what he does. Yeah, he's written some pretty great angles for but, WWE. Right? Yes, he was a writer for a while. Okay, time, but that's just no, insane. Great, to me. and yeah. also he, he's a superstar. He is without. His, his thing ring. right well, now is to go in the ring and say, my name is Paul Heyman, and yeah. the audience, yeah. thousands of people just say it with him. Yeah. And I mean, he, I mean, he's been in matches. He's taken some bumps. <laughs> also, the way he got in the business is wild, too. Yeah. He's yeah, just a little kid photographer. Sneaking in. Yeah. That's so sick. And ended up sneaking into writer's rooms and stuff like that. <gasps> yeah. And, and like, knew how to... He's he always been a little snake. He <laughs> was Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And, like, he got caught by Dusty Rhodes in, a, like, a production meeting. Dusty pulled him out. I was like, what are you doing here, kid? He's like, well, I want to learn how to write wrestling, and you're the best. He's like, all right, baby, I'm going to teach you everything. <laughs> like, he worked him. He's like, yeah. so yeah. But speaking of selling matches that you were interested in seeing, <gasps> Roman Reigns and John Cena had a contract signing. And dear God. <laughs> it was one fuck of a time. It was yeah, a no. good work shoot angle, um, breaking down the fourth wall, and... Roman Reigns was shook as hell. Yep. Yeah, so basically, we'll recap what happened. Yes. yes. Someone else do it. Oh, I was giving it to you. Oh. I'm giving you the floor. I get nervous in the microphone. <laughs> when the, come on, when the you red light's that. on. <laughs> Roman, uh, John Cena comes out. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to have a friggin' match at No Mercy. And then Roman Reigns comes out and he's like, why should I have a friggin' match with you? I don't need to. Mm-hmm. And then you're not a big deal. You're not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, John Cena goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's basically it. John Cena basically just said, "Eat shit." <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of totally tore him apart in a very, very real, not ca- like cake. He, he wasn't like he, he kind of like peeled back the curtain a little bit mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey." Um, you're just a bootleg version of me. Mm-hmm. You're a corporately built one, and everybody here knows that you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. And he's like saying like how he was he was kind of built organically, which John Cena actually was initially. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're just a bootleg version of me, and that's mm-hmm. why these people boo you. Like, everyone in the back knows who you are, but everyone out here, they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And kind of Roman Reigns then, you know, tries to fire back. You suck. He says that the people boo him because he sucks. He started flubbing up one of his... He also, when he said, yeah, but so does this guy, and he's a gold medalist, and he points to Kurt Angle, that was good. Yeah, Yeah. he started flubbing up one of his lines, kind of forgot, and Cena just jumps Uh, on him. Cena's literally leaning against the ropes. He's like, I'll wait. I'll wait for you. It's called a promo, kid. You better learn how to do it. (laughs) You want to be the top dog around here, you better learn how to cut one. It's like, In front of a packed stadium. Roman's face was just like... He he was like almost like smiling. He's like, I fucked. He's like, I got. I'm fucked right now. And then he fired back. You know, got a lot, got a lot of fire. So I think he actually got pissed off. And was the uh, the crowd actually enjoyed what you said? I would say most amount of cheers I've heard for Roman was when John Cena dissected everything that the fans hate about Roman, Mm -hmm. and then Roman, despite that, just coming back and he's like, well, you know what, dude, like kind of sticking up for himself. Yeah, he's like, you're punk, you're fake bitch or whatever he wanted to call him. They dropped a lot of of B words. I would say they dropped a lot of B words, and then he did bring up like saying how he's a part timer now, Mm -hmm. and how he buries all this younger talent, 
Um, kind very of, real criticism. Uh, which uh, has been a known criticism of Cena, and then a, a criticism that uh, Cena using us to rock was that he was part-time, but now he's part-time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definite real elements, mm-hmm. but he's using the same argument that everybody else would do. Yeah. And I don't know why anybody would want him to go that route, especially when John Cena <laughs> then replied back, like, you out of everybody is using that argument with, like, you put in the position that you're in, saying I'm burying people. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the way that like Roman said, like or like Cena said, like you took the U.S. title as a demotion. Yeah. Like that. Like that was is such like a like kayfabe shattering concept. Yeah. Like saying yeah. like it, like like I, I took I use like that title to told, introduce yeah. younger talent. Yeah. Like. Like I, through his US Open challenge, and like you took it as a demotion because that was like he had got the US title after his steroid suspension. Oh. Yeah. Like, like after he got popped for the wellness policy for 30 days, then he was put into the US title picture. Like, he, he took it as a kind of a slap in the face, like, oh, I need to be up here. Yeah. yeah. And then he just said, like, he's like, I may be a part timer, but I can do this better part time than you can full time. Yeah. And the reason I'm still here is because you can't do your job. Yeah. Which is be- essentially God. beat John Cena, be that top guy. Yeah. And the reason they even had to move him to Raw, and the reason that he has to still come back and do mm-hmm. all this, mm-hmm. is because they don't have that. They don't yeah. have mm-hmm. a draw. When you put John Cena's name on the board, you that is a draw. You put anybody else's name on that board, even though like I love, let's say, a Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and AJ Styles, it doesn't draw. WWE is a draw. That's what mm-hmm. brings people in the building is that wrestling's in town. Yeah. John Cena gets those extra people. John yep. Cena is a draw. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is not. No. No. And he called him out for it. And fuck. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it, the, the line he used too. Was hey, it took you five years to cut a halfway decent promo, <laughs> but I'm gonna shrink you down to size. I like sat up. I'm like, oh boy, like he's gonna just go for it. And like, I know it's a warped shoot angle. It's like supposed to peel back the curtain. It's that was his intention, mm-hmm. get people talking. But fuck, they fucked up letting John Cena go last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he really did tear Roman Reigns yeah. apart. Yeah, and Reigns looked shook. Like, he, yeah. he looked like... He had nothing to it. say afterwards. Like, there was yeah. nothing he could say. Well, that. and the first one I watched was on the WWE YouTube. They, like, made Roman look so good. Yeah, they yeah. cut out, like, five minutes. Like, they still... John Cena still John won, yeah. but they still made Roman, like... They cut out every single one of his mistakes. Yeah. They, like, anytime he stuttered, and, like... I could tell it was edited the way I was oh, watching yeah, it. Oh, yeah, like, like, it's uh, so obvious. Yeah, yeah, they were, I think they're pretty careful about not letting shit like, go up on YouTube. But it's like, the unedited one's like five or t- five minutes longer. Much longer, yeah. 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 And then, um, like him saying that, you know, there's been a lot, like, you either got to step up or step aside, and he's like, there's been a few to step up. And it's guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and even AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Those guys stepped up. Punk went toe-to-toe with him, and I thought was better than him most days on the mic. And Cena, during that rivalry in 2011, did a great job. Even when they went back to it like later on, too, in 2012, did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Punk was just better. Punk, could, Punk stood toe-to-toe with The Rock, who's known as one of the best talkers in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, like, picked him apart. Yeah. And he d- delivered that line, your arms are just too short to box with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Which is a play. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah? yeah? Yes. But, like, like him saying that to The Rock, and you can tell The Rock was like, fuck. Yeah. And, like, Roman Reigns got made to look like he was second rate. But what yeah. I do think happened in that promo, too, was that I think it broke the very obvious tension that priorly or prior had not been 
really addressed why why the fans are always booing Roman when mm-hmm. everyone knows why. <laughs> like, the, I think now that's I kind of like out the in the air. the fans didn't know. Like, they were just booing. Well, it became them. a fad. It was just a fad to boo I, Roman Reigns. Them, there's two reasons why people were booing him. Number one is because everybody knows he's the heir apparent. Like, he's the guy. He's yeah. the, comp- the corporate guy that they're like, well, this is the guy that we're going to have be our number one guy going forward. Mm-hmm. He has headlined the last three WrestleManias. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that was another thing that John Cena said. He's like, I haven't had a WrestleMania he hasn't had title a, match or just match. He hasn't main evented WrestleMania in five years. He was the opening match of this year's SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And he was a he took the U.S. Championship at that point in his career. He was a fifteen time fucking champion. Yeah. yeah, Roman Reigns bringing up that he retired the Undertaker. As I hate when he says oh, that. Oh, and then Cena just... in that match with the Undertaker. Undertaker looked him in the face and said, "You have no balls." And then Roman Reigns put the finisher on him. And like it didn't make Roman look good. Well, it's also like what's very taker from that match too. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, congratulations, you you beat a. I'm not a uh, 60 year old man on his last. Yeah, you beat a a veteran on his last leg on a bad hip. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. So like, but like that's what doesn't make sense for the heel turn. Or like why Roman's not a heel. Mm -hmm. They they made Roman look like a. Everyone loves the Undertaker. Every time he brings that up. He just becomes more of a heel. Yeah. yeah. Every time he yeah. brows up that uh, he anytime bro- he's like, this is why you should like me. It just digs yeah. him deeper. Yeah. And it's more like this is why I'm the best is because I it, buried. Well, the it's best. almost like guys, I'm so good. Look how good I am. Why won't you stop booing me? It's like yeah. that was <laughs> that was like a rough match to watch. Ju- the Undertaker needed to have been retired by John Cena yeah. and then have someone else get the torch from John Cena, like. I know it's, like, so late in his career to be, like, getting that, like, quote-unquote torch, but, like, the fact that they put it, get, did that with Roman, mm-hmm. just, like, kind Again, of... Again, why like, people don't... Like, why people boo Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, he's probably a great guy. God bless mm-hmm. him. Like, sure. yeah. you know, he's probably a real nice guy. Mm-hmm. Seems to be, like, a big family man. It seems to be, like, a real actual locker room leader. Like, yeah, people yeah. respect him in the locker and room. And, honestly, decent in the ring. He's promos are, you know, hit and miss, but, like... Yeah. People hate him because he's the heir apparent, and people want to be able to choose their own thing. They don't want something shoved down their throat. Yeah. And that's why, in history, there was one guy that it really worked for, and that was Hulk Hogan. And pretty much they've been always trying to find their Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Because in the 90s, when he left, went with Lawyer. Didn't work. Yeah. Went with Lex Luger. People wanted Bret Hart. They were trying all these other people. Stone Cold wasn't supposed to be the guy. No. Yeah. They, he was supposed to come in there, as he says, I was going to be a good hand. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> A mechanic. Yeah, and then, you know, then they lucked into having Stone Cold and The Rock at the same time. Yeah. The Rock, they were trying. And yeah. But they, neither of those people would have been who they were if it wasn't for the other one. The Rock, they were trying to make as the next chosen one. Yeah. Uh, they, he came in as Rocky Maivia. They luckily then flipped him yeah and like said fuck people hate him let's just go with it and yeah. rock like the rock was good enough and charismatic enough to take that and take all the hate he was getting mm-hmm. and just dish it right back out to oh, the fans yeah. to the point then people were like fuck this guy's just so cool yeah. and then he became mm-hmm. the people's champ and then yeah. from there it was just like set in stone yeah. and then john cena got the torch like in a vacuum basically because the next thing was supposed to be lesnar and then he left. Like, and they weren't even going to give John Cena the the, the torch because they always had guys like Orton and Batista. Yeah. Triple H was still very much a part of it. Yeah. And honestly, Trip, uh, John Cena's rise was very organic because yeah. there were times that he was going to be fired. 
Yeah. That they didn't want him anymore. Because he was yeah. really bad in the ring. Like, he was very, <laughs> very bad in the ring at first. Like, yes. and then just, he grew into it. I just don't understand why they see that Roman doesn't work, and they're just, they've stuck to their guns with it so much. Vincent like, because Andy McMahon. Vince thinks that, like, the John Cena thing is, like, is going to always work. Because, like, after a while, they did just push John Cena to the moon. Yeah. And yeah. he got everything he could ever want. Yeah. But that's after he organically got over yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also the second reason why. And I guess people loved the shield, so like. Well, yeah, but the second reason why people boo Reigns now is because he got picked over Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan, who he just cursed everybody. Yeah. He's a, he's a people's man. Yeah. They not only went with him over Daniel Bryan, they knew what they were doing and trolled the fans about it, like. And try to use Daniel Bryan to be like, hey, Roman's a good guy. Yeah. Ugh. Like, you like him. They eliminated Daniel Bryan from a Royal Rumble and then had Goldust come out with the screen saying Shattered Dreams Production. And so people see the, <laughs> their guy, their, the people's chosen one, get like bad treatment from the back and like it's not like a, a storyline, it's a real thing. Yeah. And then they see the guy that they, they're trying to push, it's just not going to work. I'll yeah. tell you what didn't work for me. After that, because after that promo, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" But then they were immediately a tag team partnership <coughs> against the Gallows and Anderson, yes. which was a good match. But it was like, "Oh, you guys just destroyed each what other." What they should have done was Roman like should have just jumped from the the side and said, "I'm out." It would have been great. Yeah, yeah. you would. Yeah, that's a heel fucking thing to do. They yeah. should just commit to the heel turn. They're not going to. They, they yeah. are not. Even though they really positioned him as the heel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's gonna be? Even though John Cena is the biggest asshole, I feel like he's ever been, and from when I've been watching wrestling. Okay. That's um, fair. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Right now, yes. Because rapping John Cena. He's still. Ooh, he's boy. still not the heel. He's just like. The, no, he's like definitively the babyface that just like people who don't like yeah. that kind of babyface are gonna boo. And yeah. I will say that one thing John Cena is very aware of is that. He's a he's a good guy character to a certain group of people. Yeah, and he knows that he plays them because he knows I'm not the character for these other guys. That's mm-hmm. why th- these other guys are here. I'm not gonna play to them. Yeah, like everybody's just here to have fun, mm-hmm. and he tries to portray that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, like kind of shows Ray like kinda John like, Cena is for the children. John Cena originally got mm-hmm. over as a heel. Like he understands like the differences between the two, and then he like got over as a baby face because there was a bigger heel in JBL for him to be like contrasted against. Yes, like which everybody. <laughs> yeah, because JBL was an incredible heel champion because he and was I think, terrible. Uh, also, he was just a real life asshole. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he well he goose stepped at a house show in Germany. Yeah. So, oh fuck no. That guy. Yeah. Well, he's just a known asshole too. So everybody, yeah. like everybody, could hate JBL, mm-hmm. and so a good person to have John Cena yeah. work again. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, JBL took the championship from Eddie Guerrero, held it for a year, mm-hmm. was the not a good worker, cheated to win every single time, and then like was just kind of obviously an asshole at like outside of that. So yeah. that's how John Cena became a babyface. He had that to go against. Same as like. Roman was a babyface for like two weeks, you know, when he was against Sheamus when Sheamus took the title from him because Sheamus is so hateable. Everybody was like, God damn it, we'd rather have Roman as champion than Sheamus. (laughs) Philadelphia popped for Roman winning the title back from Sheamus. Like one of the most heel cities because Sheamus was so hateable. I I would have. The amount of hate that Roman Reigns has turned 
uh, Braun Strowman face. That yeah. honestly yeah. did. Like, it, they weren't trying to make Braun Strowman a face, but everyone's like, we fucking hate Roman, and he's whooping Roman's ass. Yeah, and he's, like, one of the biggest baby faces on Raw right now. And, I'm, and I love him. I'm not going to sit here and be one of the smarts that there's, like, this YouTube video going around or whatever. It's like, we hate Roman because of this. It's like, I don't even hate Roman. Yeah. Um, the booking, he's decent at what he does. Yeah, he's good at what he does. He's put, he's put in a shitty position, and I don't want to see him in that position because it just doesn't make sense. People just don't like seeing bullshit and being expected yeah. to go along. How can anybody ever, as a baby face, you want them to be an underdog? You want to have to get sympathy or for something him. like genuine and like related. How can you ever get sympathy for the guy that is known to be the, he's the number one guy that they're pushing? Yeah. yeah. There's no underdog ever. In like, Cena's getting some like baby face, like, love again from like even like the like smarkiest of fans now because he doesn't win all the time like mm-hmm. they they understand like he's gonna put people over like that he like thinks is worth it like and he's just such a good guy and he's such yeah. a like and he's a he really good worker now he cares about other wrestlers he's yeah. not in it for himself yeah and I think that Roman probably is like that in real life like but they need to like let him be a heel be. for a while and have fun and like get real heel heat and then when he finally gets over as a heel like people probably want to cheer him at that point people yeah. want to cheer him at that if point if everyone's like hey Roman fuck you and then he's like yeah fuck you too everyone's yeah. gonna be like yeah when he turns back it'll be great if they ever did it it would be organic yeah let it organically just happen did this whole push for him start after the shield broke up no okay it happened in the shield okay but how long has it been going on for since the shield so essentially when the shield came up Roman would come in, pick his spots, and look really good because he did like three moves. Mm. All of them looked good, all of them, mm. all of them very high impact, but Dean was kind of the, he was the leader. Yeah. And then about a year through, like in the middle of that like run, they kind of switched it up and like, okay, Ro- like Roman was the guy that they wanted to be the number one guy coming out of the shield anyway. Mm-hmm. They had Dean because Dean was a great mouthpiece, Seth, Seth was the best worker. Mm-hmm. So then in the middle of the shield, they kind of slowly positioned Roman as the number one guy. He was the guy in the shield that beat. He was the main guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since then. And it was a Royal Rumble where he was the... It was the Batista Royal Rumble. Yeah. And he was the second to last guy against... He was the last guy against Batista when Batista eliminated him. They heard the pop that he got because nobody wanted Batista to win. Mm-hmm. They figured, it's time to go. It's go time with Roman Reigns. Mm. Didn't work because it wasn't that people were cheering Roman Reigns. People were just cheering against Batista. Batista. Because Batista. Guess who shows up again <laughs> to ruin Vince's plans? Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. Like yeah, they they didn't want like it wasn't that they were like so excited like that like Roman might win it and then like disappointed that he lost. They were so mad that Batista came back after shit talking the industry when he'd left like five years prior and being like you know fuck y'all yeah exactly and then like coming back and winning it out of nowhere Mm -hmm. when Daniel Bryan wasn't even in the Royal Rumble like that the fact that he wasn't in the Royal Rumble got people to boo Rey Mysterio when he (laughs) came out 30th like the ultimate underdog like they just don't understand like a lot of times they just don't get what people are cheering or booing they were confused why people were booing yeah like it didn't make sense yeah 
But yeah, that's that whole thing. And then after yeah. that, we had a women's title change uh, as, as the main event on Raw. Oh. Which was a weird move because I was like, Sasha Banks, champ, that's sweet. Mm, What's her longest reign? Like, it can't be a more than a, weeks. Like, more, like a month at the absolute most. I don't think she's won a title defense. She's like a fucking four time <sighs> champ. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know why they did it that. Makes no, like unless I, Sasha winning was just putting a pin, a pin it, in Alexa versus Bailey. I think essentially, better. like I don't know why. I think it was supposed to be like, essentially, it's, it's always supposed to have been Bailey versus not Bailey, uh, Nia versus Alexa. Yeah, which makes. I don't no know s- why they had to have a pit stop with Sasha. Yeah, yeah. I get like She's the only so thing I could think her. is maybe like because she hasn't, she had never won the title on a pay-per-view before, they're like, hey, we're gonna give you this. Yeah, yeah. But that's just like an asterisk thing. Like, that yeah. doesn't matter. Like, it's the run ex- that they have Who's the excited title. for that match, by the way? Nia versus Alexa. No, me, dude, me. You know, me, yes. I mean, I'm I, excited for I it. I just hope Alexa doesn't get hurt. Five feet of fear. I'm, I'm, I'm not excited for the promos. I'm not excited for the match. Yeah. I'm not excited for the aftermath. I'm not excited for anything. Yeah. Because aren't they like real life best friends? They yes. are. Yeah. Like, and so, is, like, I'm so glad. So that means the match is going to be boring because they're going to be too safe. No, usually, actually, you're way more reckless with your best Yeah. Friends. Like, cool. I mean, I'm excited oh, yeah. for, like, gonna be sick. the concept of, <laughs> She's like, break her the, I hope, I hope no one gets yeah. injured. That's but who's going like, to be the baby face? I mean, because Alexa Bliss is way too good at being that, like, the heel. I'm better than you heal. Yeah, and, and like, though she may not be better, she, like, that's what makes her even better heel. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want Naya to get better, like, because I think that there's, like, potential. promise and potential there. Her having to do promos against Alexa is going to be, like, Roman versus Cena. Like, it, she's going to get buried by Alexa because she's so much better. Alexa's so much better at promos than Naya. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then like in the ring, you know, like Alexa's getting better and better and like works within her limitations as a worker and Naya and does a really good job of uh, I call it like a, the Kevin Owens thing of talking shit in the middle of the night. Yes, yeah. she's really great oh, yeah, at that. So good. So like I just don't see a good outcome for this. Like No. Like I'm optimistic. I'll, if Alexa wins, then, like, what does that say about Nia as, like, the big monster, you know, like, character? And if Nia wins, then, like... Well, Nia never, what happens? Nia never won the NXT title because they, like, it was the same thing. It just, they just, like, well, we're gonna this movie up. So, yeah. yeah. It would kill her character, but who cares? Because, like, she needs to go away and get better. She yeah. honestly needs to go back down to NXT. Yeah. She needs to practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, wow. we are currently uh, podcasting while SmackDown, Smackdown Live is on. SmackDown yep. Live! It's 23 minutes in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we talked a lot about promo, pro, promos. Mm-hmm. Promos. It's, 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 it's called spin, promos. Promotionals. Spitting those promotional materials to get you excited about the matches. And you excited about audibletribal.com slash the voice cast. But yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into why promos are important. It sells you the match. Makes you want to tune in next week. Exactly. It makes you want to tune into the next match. It makes you want to just tune in. It makes you get invested in characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it. I think it gives the the wrestlers the opportunity to sort of set themselves up, so you can kind of be like, all right, I can get behind them, or I don't like them, and mm-hmm. then the story they tell in the match is only heightened if they do their job well, which they should, because they're like at the, yeah. they're in the big leagues. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think it, they did well most of the time mm-hmm. when like the promos leading up to. Like the free TV that promos that we get leading up to pay per views, mm-hmm. they usually do a decent job of like getting excitement from matches. Yeah, yeah. Like even like 
I oh, mean, I kind of lost my train of thought, but whatever. Never mind. Okay. Lost it. That's okay. Lost Yo, it. it's a promo, it's kid. You're going to have to learn <laughs> how to do it sometimes. <laughs> that promo. Mind. So, like, when you think of, like, the people who are best at promos, like, it started with, I mean, it probably started way before Hogan, but Hogan is, like, he was a guy. Flair. Gorgeous Ultimate George Wario. is, like, the... Gorgeous George. The original, original guy. Like, okay. the, uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. But Hulk like, Hogan, one hundred percent, just I am him. But can, can, no. yeah, just copy and paste. Yeah, yeah. Like it's interesting now. It went from just yelling, and who was the craziest guy, like Ultimate Warrior, Warrior and mm. stuff like that, to like CM Punk, like Wordsmith, Jake Roberts. I was gonna say Jake the Snake is like okay. Oh, beautiful promos. It, he never yelled, and it was okay. like it was psychology behind it. Okay. Then, he was like they calculated and creepy. They, they got like into deeper storytelling aspects of it because they want like wrestling was becoming a little bit deeper than just like it's a good guy versus bad guy. Mm-hmm. We're gonna fight for honor and the title and the money and the winner's share of the purse. Um, it was you know they started getting a little bit more storyline involved and mm-hmm. Jake the Snake Roberts like one of the things he always says is like I speak softly so people have to listen. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I, I think he's remembered more for his killer promos than like his DDT. Uh, the DDT and the promos are probably one on one, but. He was actually better in the ring than people remember. Yeah, everybody remembers his promos. Yeah. He was he was great in the ring. Like he, he's one of those guys that like he. Hey, you want to play twenty one? He has twenty two. <laughs> um, like he like is one of those guys that, except for like his personal issues, would have been like, should have been WWF champion like yes. multiple times. Like he's one of those guys from the eighties. It's like really he never had the belt. Like if Roddy he was, Piper's another one. Roddy, like, there's promo, so many like. Mr. Perfect. There's like oh, this God. huge like run of guys who from that era that had all the mid card titles and stuff, but just never like were the top top guy, but were like the best to watch. And mm-hmm. you don't even have to necessarily be the best word wordsmith, if you will. You don't have to be like the most yeah. like engaging with that. Bret Hart had very believable promos because mm-hmm. his were uh, like essentially I mean, at the end all, of the day. He's all heart. He, he's all heart. <laughs> Woo! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, he's like, "Hey, I, I, I'm like, he was a good guy, and he he actually lived his gimmick. He's like, he was a hero to kids. He was a hero to these people across the world, and he lived and breathed that. And you could see that just kind of permeating from him. Mm-hmm. But pretty much at the end of it, he's like, I'm gonna beat you with my move because I am the best. And what yeah. he did every time, he beat him with he beat them with his move because he was the best. Mm-hmm. And so people would hear him say, "Oh shit, he said that. Then he did this. He did it. Yeah. Cool." And that he was believable from that. Yeah. And it was just really cool. What What do you think is more important? Um, being good in the ring or being good at promos? Um, I know you need a balance. Well, depends on where you're at. I think yeah. I think where the story really gets told is in the ring. Probably equally important <laughs> to build it up with promos. But I think what they do is just set, an, if done well, set up just a nice little tray for them to really deliver a story on in the ring that you care about and you're behind and then actually are emotionally invested in the match yeah it'll be a mix between what your character is Mm -hmm. uh the direction you're going with that and also what company you're for Mm -hmm. yeah because you don't necessarily have to have the best promos in let's say a new japan yeah or even like independent promotions like a pwg or anything like that Mm -hmm. you just have to be good in the ring yeah Yeah. not like but wwe wise yeah and like even like you know, you look in WWE, there there are characters sometimes who don't really have to talk, mm-hmm. and the fact that they don't talk 
like says what their character yeah, is. Exactly. Alistair Black, Alistair Black yeah. is the, like the perfect example. They even do like sometimes like you know WWE.com exclusive things where they're like, oh, we talked to him after the match, and he's literally just walking away and not saying a word still. And that like, does so see, much that's more a, for his that's character. A good promo. Yeah, that, for him, that's a great promo. Or like yeah. the fact that like Brock never talks on. He almost never talks on TV is more effective for him because mm-hmm. one, he's really not great on the mic, yeah. but two, like he's more terrifying the fact that he doesn't talk. Yeah, he's like hulking there, looking menacing, like, yeah. just oh, like he's bouncing, like he's in a, he's in a, he's in a, a in or something. Yeah, uh, and then adversely, except when he did say once he was like he was cutting a bit of a promo. He's like, Paul, say something stupid. Best line of his career. <laughs> yeah, like when he says stuff, it makes it more effective because he doesn't all the time. Yeah, yeah. And like, and because he doesn't talk, and so like, so then when he does, it's like, oh, this must be important. Like, because Brock is actually talking. Brock is actually mm-hmm. talking, and to like the fact that sometimes it's a little rough or weird makes it feel like maybe it's not scripted for him, or maybe he wasn't supposed to talk because yeah. he also has that power where you'd believe like. Oh, he wasn't supposed to talk, and he just wanted to. That's say like something. even on Monday, even though what he said was like dumb, it was still like, oh, he is hunting Samoa Joe. It was. Or, or, uh, Brett, it was a callback to his WrestleMania match with uh, Roman Reigns because he said he just said Suplex City bitch oh. in the middle of the match, mm-hmm. not even like really? on like on a promo. Yeah. Said in the middle of the match, and people just like gravitate towards Suplex City. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a chant. But on the the other side of not being good in the ring, but being good at cutting on the mic would be Enzo. Like, how quickly mm -hmm. did everyone get tired of him not being good in the ring? Yeah. Uh, Just because he can speak well. He also circles. He also repeated himself so much towards the end. It was like, okay, you're going to come out. You're going to say the same thing. Exactly. But, like, after a year of that, it's like... Okay, switch it up a tiny yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. But if he was out there saying the same thing, but delivering matches that were yeah. enjoyable to yeah. watch, I think there'd be a little more yeah. leeway on him. Well, yeah, because then he'd be more like earlier John Cena or mm-hmm. something like that, where like he was rough in the ring but got better, and uh, and then would change up his promos enough. Mm-hmm. Enzo just didn't ever. You, yeah, I mean, because I mean, you can become that because the Miz, he is becoming one of the best talkers in wrestling right mm-hmm. now, um, at least in WWE. And um, he's not the best in the ring, but it helps his character so much. It elevated him to, in the eyes of a lot of people because he like had those off-the-cuff moments on Talking Smack. Like, oh, shit, I got, when he's on the mic, I got to listen now yeah. mm-hmm. because he is good. And he's honestly speaking some truth. Like You kind of believe some of the things that he's saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. when his hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Um, <laughs> when, I think that's one of the biggest things in promos. There has to be that bit of believability within the story. Yeah. yeah. Not, uh, not necessarily like in like the real world. Like within mm-hmm. the story, there has to be some air of believability. Yeah. Because when it's Enzo just saying he's about to pop something in the mouth, you don't believe that because yeah. you know how bad he is in the ring. Yeah. 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 But then like what the Miz is saying, you're like, oh, okay, you're getting better in the ring. God damn yeah. it. He, yeah. yeah. And he also changes stuff up in the ring just enough to like keep things interesting. And piss you off. And piss you off because he does like, he's dirty. he steals Daniel Bryan's moves when he's like in a feud with him on Talking Smack and stuff like that. Like smart he, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like even like like you were saying, like, even if it's not really believable like in real life, like even if it's believable in storyline, yeah. like it goes such a long way. It's like look at like Macho Man like promos, they make no sense. What are you talking but you about, believe Zach? every word that he's saying. Yes. And then he backed it up in the ring. And the cream always rises to the top. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, like it's like CM Punk, like yeah. him on the mic, like as a heel. Mm-hmm. Like I showed everybody this Rey Mysterio thing where he was singing to Rey Mysterio's daughter, "Happy Birthday," and he mm-hmm. like looked like this fucking deranged sociopath. Yeah, believable. He never would have been who he was if he didn't have mic skills. No, especially because because he's a great wrestler. What made him was his uh, big promo in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and he broke the fourth wall, aired his grievances against John Cena against the company. Was that the pipe bomb? Yes. Okay. Um, and when he did that, everybody's like, oh shit, when Punk talks, we have to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because who knows if he, what he's dropping is real or not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what did, so what, about the pipe bomb promo, might as well bring it up now because we're yeah. talking about it. What, did, what was he referencing Cole Cabana for in there? Just saying hi. Oh, just saying hi. Which is great because that also broke the fourth wall in like the tiny way that not tons of people got because Colt Cabana wasn't Colt Cabana in his brief time in WWE. He was Scotty Goldman. He was Scotty Goldman. So like, that's like, like, because he said, like, he's like, I'm gonna win that title, and maybe I'll go to New Japan, maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor, which Cole at the time was in. Uh, he was like, Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. They're buddies. They train together, so mm-hmm. like, you kind of had to know a little deeper. Yeah. Gotcha. Doesn't Cole live in Chicago? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't this, know if they're friends anymore. This is another. Oh, oh. Okay. we can talk about that later. Um, another question I have. If Daniel Bryan was better on the mic, because he admittedly is not good at promos, he doesn't like doing them, would he have been, like, no. shot higher, faster? No. He's no? too short. Uh, short? Size. Because um, he is one of honestly, the best wrestlers on, yeah. of all time. On the mic, I loved him on the mic because okay. everything he said seemed genuine and it seemed yeah. real. Okay. Sami Zayn is the same way. Yeah. Sami Zayn in NXT, um, he had his feud against Neville. Mm-hmm. And it was like a very real type of like promo he would do mm-hmm. because like it was like, and also his, his feud against uh, Kevin Owens in NXT, mm-hmm. it seemed real. It didn't seem like this is the character Sami Zayn. Yeah. This just seemed like the, the guy. Yeah. And he's like very, like, it's not a wrestling promo. He's talking. Yeah. yeah. He's telling them this. Like, it was one where, like, Neville, the match that he had for the title, if Sami Zayn lost, he was going to have to leave NXT. Mm-hmm. And, like, Neville was like, hey, Sami, I, I can't be blamed for what I'm going to do. This is your fault. You set the stipulation. So when you leave, I'm not I'm not doing this. Sami just slapped him, not, and then, like, said, no, you don't get to decide my fate. I do. Yeah. And, and, like, it just seems so real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, getting goosebumps yeah. talking about it. <laughs> and it's like, this isn't Sami Zayn, the character. This is Sami Zayn, the guy saying, no, I, I, my fate's in my hands. Like, God damn, this is good. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think... I don't think that think it the corporate matters. top, like, like Vince McMahon and the, the people who kind of reign over it, do you think they are not as approving, though, as someone who comes across as more genuine when they would really rather have someone who's just will stick to the script and be a company. They want the guy who's going to read the script, but do it well, but then they get mad when, like, you don't get over with this, but you get over with your own stuff. It's a really weird thing. Yeah, because, like, The Rock was great, but I feel like everything he said was what they wanted him to say. At, the, at that time, no, because they didn't no? have people okay. scripting your promo. They had okay. bullet points at most. Yes. Like, and okay. I think you can still see, like, there are guys I think that they've given that freedom to. Kevin Owens. Kevin yeah. Owens, Kevin Owens is, is one of the only he's ones. He's probably one of my favorites right now. And, he, and it yeah. works for him. Like, yeah. So good. So good. Uh, um, like, it's just really obvious when, like, people are, like, speaking like off ideas yeah well like even the seth and dean thing right now like it was it made sense for their characters but it was also it was like kind of corny yeah and like it was even kiss it was was really what a kiss (laughs) i'm just saying you don't have that kind of tension with somebody and not kiss they didn't do it on camera 
Yeah. No, I want to see it, damn it. Yeah. Like, it's I think you can see so it, like, just for Grace. the pretty, obviously, like, look at Sasha Banks' promos, like, as a heel in NXT versus, like, as a face on the main roster. Like, I'm pretty sure that they were giving her bullet points in NXT, and she was just running with it, and it was natural, and it, like, made sense. Mm-hmm. Her promos as a babyface, like, are very obviously scripted. Yeah. Like, on the main roster. I am the it, boss. Yeah, yeah, it, it just doesn't work as well. Super impressed because like CM Punk even said, like, why would this writer who's never watched wrestling, why would he know what Punk what CM Punk's gonna say? Yeah, I'm CM Punk. I know what CM Punk's gonna say. Yeah. Help yeah. me get, a, like, help me with bullet points that you want the office wants me to get across. But let me say it in my voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing. And that's why guys he, like even when he was trying to like kind of be a company guy, he was still like he wasn't so very good. Hard. <laughs> Um, like, that's why guys like Daniel Bryan, I feel like they do really well. Like, you don't have to be a certain type of talker. He just comes out, God damn, he's just a nice guy and he's so yeah. genuine. And he's saying, like, he said that um, there's this promo he had against John Cena before their match at SummerSlam. He's like, hey, this shirt is a parody of you. Oh my and god. Because so you good. are a parody of a wrestler. <laughs> and it's like, god damn, like the world's best wrestler is saying this yeah. to yeah. the number one guy in WWE. Yeah. It, I think it should have said like the beard is here and so yeah. the champ is here. Like. And it's like like and he just came across like, God damn, this guy's so genuine and mm-hmm. you believe him. You don't have to cut a promo in a certain style. Yeah. It's just that he doesn't if you're believable and you can make people want to tune in and listen to what you have to say, yeah. you're a good promo. He's like it's like Kevin Owens, like Daniel Bryan, they're like normal guys. They're not weird characters. They're not zany. Yeah, they're just who they are. Like, even John Cena is a character, and like, Roman Reigns is a character. He's the big dog. It's his yard now. (laughs) Like, but, and then, but there's some people where a super, like, a character works really well for him. Like, like look at the, like Bray Wyatt. Yeah, or the fashion police right now. Yeah, the fashion police, like, they are. Character like they are like joke comedy characters, yeah. but like the difference that like that when the like switch like was flipped for them was when you can tell like they're getting to like run a little bit like more freely with what they're saying, and even have it, fun and dive have in, have fun and like dive into little weird in jokes and stuff, and like it's not so just like over the top scripted, like it's not scripted like the nineteen eighties. Arm wrestling movie over the top. Yes, it's not at all. He's not. They're not trying to get their kid back or their semi truck. Win their son's <laughs> love by arm wrestling big boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Scott so Norton was in that. Former former IWGP Heavyweight Champion, guys. Wow. Yeah. All right. Wow. But um, makes that movie yeah. even better. Promos. Huh? Yeah. Promos are tight. And they're yeah. important. And, and important. I think yeah. like with what you were saying, Zach. Is that like, yeah, you don't have to necessarily be a character or even just a genuine guy. That's what's really cool about pro wrestling is that there can be those like wild, zany characters Mm -hmm. and there can just be these real ass people. Mm -hmm. And like, that's cool because like you can, there's so much time in this fucking wrestling. Yeah. You can have them like, he can have it all and there's something for everybody and there's Mm -hmm. a mix and like you can have the guy who speaks like in fucking riddles like Bray Wyatt or have the guy who comes out and is like, I'm gonna fucking fight you. Shit like that. It's Mm -hmm. just. There's so much stuff that you can have there that everybody needs to fucking watch. Yeah, like, if you think about it, like, Raw as a TV show has both the characters Bray Wyatt, who has magical powers, and Brock Lesnar, former UFC champion, on mm-hmm. it. Yes. Like, and they exist in the same universe. Mm-hmm. The WWE universe. How would you not want to watch that? <laughs> yeah. There's something for everybody with wrestling. Yep. Watch, yeah. watch 
wrestling. Duh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the classic. The Wrestle Boys classic. Wrestle Boys classic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so today. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck the revival. <laughs> um. Yeah, today we're going to talk about two matches, because they're easy. We didn't no, prepare too not. much. Why do you have to give us away on the podcast? Because. You're making us sound unprofessional. It's just him. I'm very prepared. I watched seven hours of wrestling yesterday. Did you watch these guys? Um, actually, I did just download um, the newest PWG, uh-huh. which has one of them on there. Okay. I did watch Monday Night Raw, which had one of them on there. Okay. Uh, May Young Classic had one of them oh, well. in the crowd. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Who's yeah. in the crowd? Johnny Gargano. Cool. Watching, watching his wife yeah. wrestle. I watched his wife wrestle, nice. who's awesome. Shout out Candice LeRae. Shout out Candy LeRae. Candice LeRae. Candy LeRae. Candice LeRae. Candy, the monkey that she even is posted, your save point. She even Donkey posted Kong. on Twitter <laughs> she's never gone by Candy. So let's be respectful of that, Oster. I, I apologize, Candace. Man. <laughs> You're a jerk. I didn't get blocked by CM Punk on Twitter. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> he blocks everybody. All of this could be cut. Um, it won't be. Hell yeah. So let's get into the first match. Jonathan Gargano versus um, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. Let's go. Go ahead, Matt. You started off. Oh, I just want to know. I want to see how this Cinderella story is going to go. I was going to keep unfolding it for the. For well, Gargano. I think everybody's a little bit more familiar with uh, Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, they watched his NXT Takeover match, which was yeah. really good. And he is really good. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's not Okada. <laughs> He's not. He's Okada. not Okada. Though. Okada doesn't need the win. Yeah, but you can't. How would you justify Okada. the match where Johnny Gargano beats? Okada. I can't. I just said he doesn't need the win. <laughs> he doesn't need the win. The I people know. need some more Okada dollars. They do need more Okada dollars. That's the only thing that we take as currency at the WrestleBoys Classic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that and Shane McMahon bucks. <laughs> so, real weird to buy stuff there. But, um, honestly, I feel like um, that's kind of where you would stop the, like this one. Just because the matchup itself. It's, yeah. It, it's, I Im- mean, it's impossible to try to you, fight this one. When you wrestle Okada, you don't get buried. Like, well, it's not. It's not even the fact that you're getting buried. It's the Cinderella story that keeps going. That's kind of the, the whole tale of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you get that one surprise win, and then like you kind of get the reality check. Uh, like, <laughs> like now we're in the semis. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like you get the reality check of like, oh shit, you go from Kevin Owens, who's definitely a great talent, to one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm just. Not that I don't want him to win. Yeah. I think it would make me choke up to see Johnny Gargano beat. I think Kazuchika what Okada. would be better is it, it would be at the end of the match after he did lose. Picked him up, gave him a hug, put it. Yeah, gave him, gave him the rub, saying, like, hey, this guy, he's not there yet, but he will but be. But this was the real deal. Then Rainmaker the fuck out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Then, Heal Okada. Then, then Gato would just get on the mic and talk about how he's the best ever for 10 minutes. <laughs> And then, I still don't know how Gato sees. And then he rainmakers <laughs> Gato and turns face again. And then Tommaso Ciampa comes out, and Okada and Tommaso Ciampa are just best friends. Yeah, tag team partnership. Eat lots of corns together. <laughs> yeah. Genuine corn boys. Honestly, I think it would be one of those matches where like Okada would take it lightly at the beginning, 
And then, like, he would then get pushed to his limit and be like, oh, shit, I got to turn it on. Last, like, five minutes of the match would be, like, an unreal thing. Then it would be Okada taking the win. Yep. Yep. The winner of this match goes on to face Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles. Ooh. Whoever wins that. Oh, my God. Okada versus either of them is... Pretty great idea. Did yes. Styles? Styles him yeah, did that ever happen? Okada Styles? Uh, yeah, I want to say yeah. it did. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Yeah, like the, they're in the title scene at the same time. Both in the so. heavyweight title scene. Yeah. So yeah, that goes to Okada. Yep. Because he is the best right now. Yeah. I'd say Kenny Omega is actually the best wrestler right now, but that's, yeah. this is a different. It's like one A and one B. Like, yeah. And like they're just they're different. Like. Uh, it's a di- it, yeah. Yeah, like Okada is like the he's definitely like the you know corporate like babyface champion that sells really well and is still amazing and Omega brings the best out of that. Yeah, yeah. and Omega's a nerd boy and I like him. Mm-hmm. They're both just really good, but yeah. that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, because now we got Finn Balor versus the Kentucky Gentleman Chuck Taylor. Yeah, and we talking we're talking pop collar. We're not talking demon. He's no demon yet. Yeah, he's pop collar. No, yeah, there's, yeah, he's not demoning up for a Chuck Taylor match. No, <laughs> nobody's. It'd demoning. be funny if he felt like he. I feel like too. Chuck Taylor might. Chuck Taylor might demon up so for it. So let's before we really get into this, uh, some, you guys who are more familiar with Chuck Taylor, sing some of his praises. Why is Chuck Taylor? He screams real funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's a comedy wrestler, to yeah. be honest. Is he? I, I'm just very unfamiliar. He's a genuine silly boy. He's a comedy wrestler. He's very self-aware. He's actually really good fundamentally at wrestling, mm-hmm. but he's going to lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He can do a slow-mo match like nobody's business. He can do a slow-mo match like nobody's so business. If the stipulation was this was a slow-mo match. So then Finn would have to do his demon entrance to come out in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> it would take him 30 minutes to get to the ring. Just a weird, floating, slow coup de grace. <laughs> Is he really a demon? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we all know who is going to win this. Um, I was just really happy that Chuck Taylor got lined up against David Arquette. Yeah. Because I think the tournament needed that would actually be a, pretty a little match. goofy match. Yeah. 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 One little goof. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was a quick little classic. I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of David Arquette. <laughs> I have a feeling we haven't either. He comes out and tries to help Chuck Taylor cheat, and then he loses. Um, But yeah, the winner of this goes on to fight the winner of The Rock and Nakamura. Oh, man. Either either way. Yeah. Real great. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, Yeah. Did Nakamura Uh, and Finn, like, really... Like fight much because they were in different. Like he was in the juniors when Nakamura was, was like really on top. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look that because that was a little bit before I was really watching a ton. Yeah, but like I feel like I've never heard about matches between them. Yeah. So, like I'm sure there were some tags and stuff like Bullet Club. Of course, versus... there's tags. Yeah. Because that's just what New Japan is. The first <laughs> four matches of a show. Yeah. yeah. Like Bull- Let's Bullet Club versus Chaos. To do. And... Yeah. But yeah, Nakamura. What are we? Being... Yeah. Finn Balor wins. Finn Balor wins. Finn Balor wins. Fun yeah. match though. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe next week we should do the uh, the uh, the old uh, the old Rock Nakamura. Okay. Old, rock uh, Nakamura, Michaels, Michaels, and. Uh, oh, I feel like that is how many more matches do we have in this round? So we got uh, Guerrero and Lesnar, Punk and Shibata. I feel like we need to do those two because I Guerrero, feel Lesnar, Punk, Shibata. I feel AJ and Sean needs to close out everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That That makes sense. Because I want to watch more. 
Yeah. Because that's yeah, still hard for me, and I've watched a lot of both of them. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So we got. Cool. 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 I'm just looking cool. at this. Cool. This is, hey, guys, this is cool. It's real fun. AS- ASMR. ASMR. Wrestling's really cool. Wrestling's great. Yeah. Wrestling. Yay. Yay, Wrestle Boys Classic. Yay, Wrestle Boys Classic. I hope you guys like it. If not, eat shit. Yeah, this is for for us. Um, Yeah, let's let's wrap her up. Wrapping it up. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Rip, rip. Rip, rip. Um, Got any plugs? Uh, <laughs> same as two days ago uh, when we last recorded. What, what's your plugs? Uh, Hair plugs for me. <laughs> yes. I'm not only a client, I'm also the president. Uh, I'll plug music stuff. Yeah. Uh, play drums in two bands, and one of them is called Red Hands Black Feet. Nice. It's really fun to do, and our music's online, and it's fun. And the uh, other one is the Urban Outfield, Urban Outfielders, not the Urban Outfielders. I fucked that up. <laughs> Urban Outfielders. Baseball rock and roll band, also real fun. Thank you. <laughs> that was Matt at Wrestle Drums. Yes. On the line. On, on the Instagram on the and on the Timmy Turner and the Twitter. That I just kind of feel guilty for having at this point because I, I don't do anything on it. Do, okay. do more. Intimidated. Do more. You just do things. Just do more. I got do this. More. I got this. Skate better. Skate, Skate better. better. Team X Blades eat shit. Hell yeah. Lord Taste hates you. <laughs> All right, Zachary Mevans. Yeah, that yeah, that's my Twitter handle, Zachary Mevans. Mm-hmm. I thought about changing it a few times, but I just couldn't think of anything good. Like, so I didn't. It's it'll it'll come up. It'll come. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen. It'll strike you. Uh, and uh, my Instagram's at my chemical dad pants. Uh, follow our social medias. That's a great oh, name. Oh, it is a good name. Good name. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I like, it's nice to hear that. Um, great yeah, name. Our social media is at uh, WrestleBoysCast on Twitter. Great at name. WrestleBoys on Instagram. Great name. For those, yeah. Yeah. And WrestleBoysCast.com. And, yeah, WrestleBoysCast.com. Yeah. Um, Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Next week is the 208 Comedy Fest. So if you like laughing, check that out. 208 Dominate. And god damn it, we love big sandwiches. Um, god damn it. Um, shout out Daybreak Boys. Um, okay. Confused. I'm sorry. I've become confused and angry. Me too. And now I... I'm not mad. Um, But yeah, check that out. Um, Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa are going to be here doing unprofessional wrestling. Yes, they watch bad matches and commentate live over him. So there's going to be probably 10 people there, so please make it 11. Yeah. Or 12. Yeah. Bring your friends. Bring your friends. There's beer. Watch Goofy Wrestling in in the, the balcony of a bar. The, the attic of a bar. Up, upstairs bar of upstairs a bar. Upstairs bar of a bar. Just come come check it out because it's fun. Um, we, check, will, we will be there. We so will you can come there. meet us. Yeah. <laughs> come meet us. We'll have a meet and greet over a pitcher of paper. Yeah, we'll be at Mulligan's for a meet and greet before <laughs> yep. from 6 to 9 p.m. Yep. Um, it's $38 to meet uh, just Zach. Yeah. He's real expensive. I'm free. Yeah, I'm free. Zach is the one making us do this. Because uh, they keep sending these gimmicks in the mail called bills. I only accept uh, physical barters. Um, 
So if you bring something that's good enough, I'll meet you. I'm playing a really elaborate game, bigger and better. <laughs> but you know what? We wouldn't have to charge for this if you guys would just go to AudibleTrial.com/slash/socialpodcast. <laughs> Help keep this free. Um, yeah, but no, we're not really doing meet and greet. We're not that full of ourselves. Come on. I mean, we, we will. I mean, eventually we will. If you be. give Don't. us money while meeting us, I won't say no. <laughs> yeah. But I'll probably say why. Yeah. <laughs> Not come say hi. Yeah, money's tight. Yeah, just come, I talk, mean, come talk wrestling with us because I like new wrestling friends. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, and this sounds really good. This sounds better Jeez. than a lot of podcasts. We are good. We're the best there was, it, the best there yeah. is, and the best there ever will be. Um, you can follow me online <laughs> at DuckShirt on things, myspace.com slash daybreakboys. Uh, <laughs> um, myspace.com slash heavy like Dave. Jesus! <laughs> um, yeah. Watch wrestling. It's fun. Wrestling's good. I don't know, for real, though. I watched seven hours of wrestling yesterday. <laughs> Watch the Mae Young Classic, by yes. the way. Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. We yes. will be talking way more about that yeah. with fun, special guests. We're going to yeah. try to get some fun, special guests. We're not going to give away who, but fun, special guests. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns loves the Mae Young Classic. Almost as I much feel as he like the Roman genuine Wrestle Boys podcast. Watched wrestling. Roman's in a years. real big fan, though. First time, long time. Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for us. Yep. Um, I didn't think about this at all today. Good. 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 <clears throat> Off the cuff. Come on, kid. Feel the heat. Feel the heat. Man, I can't even cut a promo. Hey. This isn't a promo. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's yeah, kind it of a promotional vehicle for this podcast. There's a lot also. writing on what wrestling. Yeah, honestly, this right is the now. money segment, and this is what you're doing. People. Yeah, and also remember, this is our tenth episode, which means Ty Dillinger's music is going to be coming in while you're saying this. Yeah. So this better be a perfect ten. Okay. Do it. Do it. Wrestle Boys three sixteen says Rupert floats are tight. That was it, huh? Ah, perfect five. <laughs> perfect five. Thanks a lot, Oster. I'm I like bad it. at I this. Liked it. Root beer floats are good. He's like, hey, one brought me. We're doing this, so he likes them too. <laughs> if you hear the dairy, <laughs> do you hear the dairy? <laughs> feel the dairy. <laughs> Bye. Wrestle Boys 316 says, feel the dairy. Mm-hmm.